From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Randy, remember that last weekend we had? You remember what we talked about? We talked about a lot of things. I mean about my getting a divorce. We didn't talk about it, Jeff. You did. You didn't really believe me, did you? They got it on a long playing record now. Music to string her along by. My wife doesn't understand me. We haven't gotten along for years. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. That's enough, friend. Just trust me, baby. We'll work it out somehow. Just trust me, baby. That's from the apartment. Now, what do you do if you turn on your computer and you get your email and there it is again? Another email from a strange woman saying that your boyfriend, Carl, who you've been dating for the past three years, gave her, this unknown lady, herpes. You demand an answer from your boyfriend. And he repeats the same broken record. I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is. But the picture gets a little murky because this strange woman, as she's emailing you, is able to describe Carl's bedroom and his body parts. What do you do? Do you trust Carl or not? I'll answer this woman's question later in the show. And here's another question I received. I have a problem with my girlfriend. I love her, but there are just so many fights between us. I hit her. She pushes me to the limit, and sometimes I can't control myself. If she only knew how much I love her, how many times she's been there for me, and I would be there for her at any time, but there is no reasoning with her. I don't drink. I'm not into drugs, and nor do I stay out all night with the ladies. I work and I come home after all of my shifts. I don't want to hit my girlfriend no more. I hate that. Now notice this wording. She pushes me. I can't control myself. What's his view of his role in this? Coming up later, I'll help this guy get a grip, not on his girlfriend, but on himself. And you look at your romantic partner and you feel, oh, we've lost it. There's a gulf between us. You don't understand him or her. And it's the same thing over and over again. You don't know how you got into this loop. You don't know how to get out of it, but it's mutual frustration. What can you do if you feel you can't get through to your loved partner? Or if your partner feels that way about you? Later in the show, I'll be speaking with Dr. Ed Locke on how to understand your partner, your romantic partner. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I'm a clinical psychologist, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And even though it doesn't replace therapy, it's an opportunity for you to get any advice that you'd ask a counselor or a therapist or your best friend. It's an opportunity to call in with your questions on love, parenting, frustrations with relatives or friends. Uh, maybe they're taking advantage of you, feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed out, maybe upset with yourself. My number's toll free, one eight seven seven Doctor Kenner. That's toll free, one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And right now we're going to turn to the phones and talk with Cosmo. Cosmo, welcome to the show. Hi, Doctor Kenner. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you? Okay. What can I do for you? Well. Um Initially, I was going to send you an email, but I thought this would be better. Um, okay. So I'll read my email. Okay. Uh, if that's okay. That's fine. It, dear Dr. Kenner, I've got a habit of checking and rechecking things throughout the day. Before leaving my house every morning, I check everything, including the lights, heaters, oven, etc. What was the, the second oven. one? You checked the lights? Um, heaters. Heaters. Oven. Okay. I spend a little time with the oven, too. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I, I even check the iron even when I know that I didn't use it on that day. Mm-hmm. It gets worse, though. I make sure the garage door is closed as I pull out of the driveway, and I really make sure it's closed. And then I will sometimes return to make sure I checked it. Now, as a benefit, You mean you'll drive back yes. to make sure that you checked it? I'll okay. drive down the street, and it'll be on my mind. Like I'll be thinking to myself, did I really check it? And if I'm not 110% sure, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Now, as a benefit, I seldom lose things, I, uh, and I don't often forget to do things. Okay. The downside yeah. is that I lose precious time going through these unnecessary everyday rituals, and that's just the start of my day. I mean, this this goes on throughout the entire day. At work also? Every, everywhere. Everywhere. How long have you had these? Um, I think that it started to occur in childhood, and just my, my mind is... Uh, it, it continually thinks up new things to do. So it, 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 I think it gets progressively worse um, with the years. So what you'd want to do is reverse that trend. You don't want it. You don't want to let that pattern take over, because eventually you'll have no time to live. You'll be checking all the time, right? Precisely. So what is your earliest childhood memory? What what happened that made you feel like you needed to check in your family of origin? What happened way back when? Uh, well, that's a difficult question because I'm, I'm sure I couldn't give you an answer right now. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with, and I don't, I don't know how it all started, but I think to myself, um, if I lose something or if I forget to do something, then it'll only make the situation worse because I'll be more careful later on. Now, back to your question. Yeah, these always I, have a cause. These always. Psychology is causal. It's understandable. And you never want to remain a mystery to yourself. So even if you can't answer me in the next minute because you're put on the spot here, you want to think about, when did I first have this? Where does this bring me back to? What's my earliest memories of feeling I needed to check things? Did mom and dad yell at me once? And they said, if you ever let that happen again, bad things will happen to you. Or did I lose something precious? Did I get a toy that I loved and I left it on a train once and said, oh my gosh, if you don't watch out, you'll lose your your top values in life. Obsessions, these thoughts that keep happening and you're needing to, this is OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, obviously, but you keep thinking that something is going to go wrong and you have to repair it. You have to check out to make sure something bad doesn't happen. What would happen, you know what, I noticed that we're right up against the time, but I'm going to ask you a question and we'll come back to this right after the break. Um, What would happen if you did lose something? If you, let's just say that you came home at night and you realized you left all the light, you came home uh, and you left, you realized you left the lights on during the day, or that, let's not say the oven or the iron, but the heater was on a little bit. So if, if you want to give some thought to that, we'll continue with that. I want to say a, a few words on owning your own mind, having control of your own mind, valuing your own mind, and not letting 
the small stuff rob you of your own life. It is totally your life and your happiness matters. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and we'll continue with this on the rational basis of happiness. Toll free, one dr Kenner. With the Great Courses Plus video learning service, you'll get unlimited access to the world's greatest professors. History, science, literature, even how to cook or take great photographs. Start your free trial today at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash radio. Why is affordable health insurance so hard to find? Because it is forbidden by law. Many states require coverage for treatments that you don't want and don't allow you to buy insurance from another state. Some providers reward legislatures well for these mandates. For information on why health care is expensive, visit the website of Americans for Free Choice in Medicine, www.afcm.org. That's afcm.org. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. What about the question, can there be love at first sight? Strong attraction, yes, but love at first sight would necessarily be superficial because not enough can be known about a person at a first look or meeting. First impressions can be very revealing, body language, demeanor, the content of what is said, but these impressions are not necessarily conclusive, even if very positive. However, they might be conclusive if they are very negative, such as when a person endorses values you find offensive. You know you do not need to learn anything more. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.